Friday, blast off to a galaxy far, far away. It's the Star Wars Holiday Special, starring all your Star Wars favorites. Will Chewbacca get home to his planet in time for the big Wookiee holiday celebration? Watch and find out. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? We got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 224 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos Borgoyle, the man we call Crunch Crunch and Clickety Clack, Mr. Lesses Gonzalez, the man we call King Tom, the king of all pods, the man who runs the King Tom Podcast Alliance, Tom Chansky, how you doing, buddy? Lies and slander. The man I call El Hombre, everybody just calls a nice guy, Mr. Eric Strathers. And thanks for saying that, man. That's nice to know that you call me El Hombre and that other people call me nice guy. I'll take that. Because according to my kids, I'm a butthole. <laughs> that sucks. Eric, I'm going to start with you. How you doing, buddy? Buddy, I am excellent, followed by awesome, followed by great. We were talking in our pre-production meeting here that my uh, my kids' school get sent us the dreaded email that, congratulations, your kids won't be returning along with no other kids oh, until man. the beginning of January because right. of COVID. Things here are crazy, but you know what? We'll get through it. It'll all be cool. My favorite, the holiday's coming up, so somehow I'll just grin and bear it. What was that Counting Crows song, A Long December? Yes. <laughs> it was a long December, yeah. Dude, that's the yeah. first time anybody's mentioned the Counting Crows in probably six years. <laughs> Not on the show, just anywhere in the world. I saw them live two years ago. We went because my wife is a big wow. fan of the band Live. And Live opened for the Counting Crows. Live was pretty good. They're always good. Yeah. Counting Crows, like I was a big fan of theirs back in the day, but I don't know. I just couldn't watch them. Like we left halfway through the show. The guy was just like telling stories in the middle of the songs. And I I, had some of their live albums from back in the day and it was fun to listen. But now I'm like, I don't don't want to listen to this. I was always upset that he dated Jennifer Aniston. And I was like, how does this guy date Jennifer Aniston? And Courtney Cox. mm -hmm. And Courtney Cox. Yep. And um, Joey. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you said Joey. <laughs> yes, Matt he's LeBlanc. Just, he's just going. No, he's just going through all the friends. <laughs> yeah, whole cast. The, he the skipped. Whole cast. He's, he skipped right over uh, Ross Geller, though, man. Oh no. Oh, well, what about Phoebe? Schwimmer is the best. Phoebes. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, King Tom? <laughs> Pretty all right. We got the um, the county stay at home order. 
which is more like a polite request because they're not enforcing right. it. But they have said that schools are okay for now. So I have a feeling in two weeks, we're going to get the same thing that Eric got. We got the same thing over here. Our governor, Gavin Newsom said, hey, going to shut things down. Chill people. Curfews at 10 p.m. But it was kind of like a little nudge. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, hey, it's, it's happening. Things are getting bad. And they said it was going to get bad. They said it was going to be a dark winter and winter is coming and winter has come. It seems like yep. hopefully everybody listening is staying oh, safe and being nice. smart, especially during the holiday season. I know you want to get out there and see all your ants that you can't stand. Just tell them to stay away. That shit always makes me laugh. People are like, you know, they're talking about their family members. I can't stand that fucker. I just can't stand it. I'm going to see him for Christmas though. I'm like, what? Why? If you can't stand the person, just don't go see them. You can see other people and other chunks of time. I don't know. It just makes me laugh. You know what happens is people don't really acknowledge during the year that they hate each other. And even and though they all, everybody hates just, each other, so they show up and, and they, they act giving fake. daggers to each yeah. other across the table yeah. while they're eating their sweet potato pie. But yeah, no, besides that, I'm, I'm really <laughs> You're good. doing okay besides I'm that? Good. Yeah, it's just, I just find it hilarious. If family isn't anything... But obligation, what good is it? You know, that's what it's yeah, all that's about. Yeah, that's true. Being Yikes. fake and being obligated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. just like, God damn. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Spread the holly. With, yeah, with daggers. <laughs> yeah, with daggers. Yeah, God damn. Les, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hanging in there. Your shirt says dad star, but it's wrinkled and it says, I thought it said date star. I was I like, oh, dad star. Dad star. <laughs> Way to represent. Speaking of representing, Les and I had a reaction video on YouTube we woke up super early in the morning and we watched Mando together and it's on YouTube. And thank you for everybody that commented, except for the guy that talks shit on us. He, somebody, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but somebody said some crazy nasty stuff to us and I kind of got mad, but then I was like, it's kind of, I wore it like it was a badge of honor. Respect. They said that we didn't know we're fake fans, we're dickheads and we didn't know who and Sabine was. I think they got was. you you're and you're confused. They got you and you're confused and they got who's confused by and the way they, and they were talking about you two specifically yeah less than i yeah. yeah king tom king tom and i and Les did another breakdown video right after he didn't cuss us out so the common denominator is less than i evidently but that's okay but we had a blast and we're gonna do it again this time we're gonna do it late night we're gonna watch it at 12 a.m and then i'm gonna put something out right afterwards and then i'm not gonna get any sleep and i'm probably gonna you know just be an awful mess the next day but that's okay we're here for you the fans are you guys ready to get into the week in geek? Yes. Thank sure. you, Les. Appreciate that. I needed one confirmation. <laughs> guys, I'll give out the shenanigans. And the shenanigans are going to be a little different this week because we are involved in a toy drive, the Hyper Toy Drive. Hey, everyone. This is Arash from the Sith List. And I know this year has been a little rough, to say the least, but it is still that time of year. And I know you hear that music in the background. You can smell it. Star Wars in the air the holiday season, it's time to put some smiles on some children's faces with the Beyond the Blast Doors Network's Hyper Toy Drive. All you need to do is go to beyondtheblastdoors.com and just click on the Hyper Toy Drive link. From there, there's an array of Star Wars toys you can pick from, select the toys, ship it to the Beyond the Blast Doors Toy Drive address, and it will be delivered to the collection point in New Jersey. Once the collection has ended, All the gifts you've donated will be delivered to the Toys for Tots team in central New Jersey in time to be given to the children in need. It may seem early, but all the toys need to be in the Beyond the Blast Doors collection point by December 8th to ensure that they can be delivered and distributed to Toys for Tots. We need to move quicker than the Millennium Falcon on the Kessel Run. So let's end this year on a positive note and put some smiles on some children's faces. Remember, 
Go to beyondtheblastdoors.com for all the information. It's super easy, super quick, and have a very happy holiday season. They're doing something great in conjunction with Toys for Tots. We've done the Kessel Toy Run for many years. We're taking a break on that one. Brandon, who's an amazing person, fantastic guy for setting that up. He's going to take, I think, this year off. I'd imagine he's rather busy. He's rather busy. That's right. He's a nurse. And actually, thank you for your service and being mm-hmm. a, a frontline guy there. And I know he had COVID as well, by the way. And he's he re- recovered. So Thankfully. we're glad. Yeah, glad that he's recovered. But we're doing this along with um, some great podcasts. I'll put it on our website. Check out Beyond the Blast Doors website and look at our Twitter. It's all over the place. And and it's for a good cause and it's a holiday season. And we did, I did made another PSA. It feels like there's a fire crackling in the background. Christmas music. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie that I'm pounding. Oof, that didn't sound good at all. What is this? What is this American pie? Mm. Easy. Don't don't leave a Raj alone with the pie. Ugh. That's, Ugh. Those aren't marshmallows. <laughs> those aren't marshmallows. <laughs> those aren't pillows. Okay, well, that was that. So please check that out. We appreciate any kind of help. Now you can check us out on thesynthless.net and with all kinds of information, our YouTube stuff is on there. Our Pot It Forward page with our fun, amazing, great podcasts that are on our list there. Check them out and click them and go to any of them. I know that King Tom, you were on a podcast. We'll do some plug in here. You were on our friend Haas and Will. Yes, it will be this week's Blue Harvest. So uh, great. The day this is out, Fridays. Fantastic. That's so, awesome. So stop listening to the Sith list. Go listen to Blue Harvest and then come back. There it is. Yes, please. Anytime you can stop listening to us and listen to them. Please do so. Because Blue Harvest. But come back. Yeah. Pl- well, I don't know if they will, but come back. It's like an Oreo where you get, you know, the chocolate and then mm-hmm. the cream in the middle. So you're saying that Haas is the cream in the middle? Yes. Okay. And and then the Sith list would be the plastic part that the cookies sit in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're the delivery device. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> okay. it's got to get there somehow. Just the tray. Yeah. We're the conduit. Yeah. Now, Les and I. Got the opportunity together to be on Kessel Run Transmissions and do a Mando Chapter 11 breakdown, a roundtable, and that was a lot of fun. Please check that out. It was a great discussion. I also had the pleasure to be on Steel's roundtable, and let me tell you, it was a blast. It felt like hanging out with all the people at Celebration, at his live event at Celebration. We had Johnny Grosso on there. We had Noah and Corey on there. Claire made an appearance at the end. We had Emily Lindo Lynn from Canto by Dispatch. We had Maria from Sisters with Sabas. And of course, the wonderful Sal Prowlis from Rogue Rebels. And of course, Steel navigating us through that episode. So again, thank you, Steel Saunders, for inviting me to be a part of that. And I hope you guys check that out. So, I mean, we've been all over the place. Eric's done some amazing bad motivator episodes. Boo has just been at work stretching out. Plus I was on the star Wars underworlds radio razor crest. That's right. That was a pretty good time, man. I got to, unfortunately, Ben Hart wasn't there. I love that guy so much. He he wasn't able to be there to mention on the show. He's to live in that jet set mississippi life and he mm. he just couldn't pull it together but you know to get to talk with dom and chris break down episode 11 it was good times go check that out yeah absolutely and i've been on underworld three or four times and he's never been on when i'm on eric maybe it's something against the sith list good no job. he promises he's had it's me not. on he's had me on his show but did he remember you were on the sith list because i know that's a problem too mm. oh that's a good point 
All right, so there's our plugging. So there's all kinds of Mando content out there. You just click on any of the podcasts. It seems like we're on it on the YouTube channels or podcast. Going to be on Kessel Run this week again. So it's been a lot of fun and the episodes have been great. We're going to dive into the episode in a second. But before that, let's talk some box office. Now, King Tom, is this the week, King Tom, that your favorite movie gets knocked off the top five? Let's see. What movie? I'm not going to say it because I don't want to hear it from you right now. Because I don't want to have to put the soundbite in twice. <laughs> Box office freaky Vince Vaughn is money. Get it? Money. $3.6 million. Let him go. 1.7. The war with grandpa holding on. 1.3. Come play. 1.1. Honest Thief. 780000 That means that Tenet, Fuck Tenet is out of the top five. So King Tom is a happy, happy person. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Did anybody see anything this week at all? Lorraine and I have been on a West Wing binge. Um, I'm rewatching West Wing. Lorraine is watching it for the first time. She's absolutely loving it because she didn't want to watch it. She doesn't like to watch political shows at all. And so we tried to watch the first two episodes months ago and she's like, no, I don't want to do it. So we will rewatch it again. And after every episode now, she looks at me and goes, that's such a good show. I go, I told you, <laughs> I told you. God, I love that show. I love everybody in it. Well, I told you my son is like super hip on Lord of the Rings right now. And so we watched right, Two right. Towers. And oh. I, we the thing is, like, we were all busy. And so Amanda and I both conked out at some point during the movie. Dude, he was glued to the TV the entire time. And then oh, wow. it was like, and dad, and this, and this, and then dad, this, this. And he had it down pretty much beat for beat, which is, is really cool. Uh, he's... I don't know, man. It's just, it's cool to see him be so into something that I was so right. into. Yeah. The Two Towers was the one that won Best Picture? Or was that Return, Return of the King? Not, no. Return of the King. Return of the yeah. King won Best Picture. Oh, okay. But it was definitely nominated, I think. I think all three of them were. All three of them were, yeah. Yeah. What a great series. What a great, great set of films. My goodness. Uh, how about you guys? Les, did you watch anything? Uh, yeah. Season two of um, His Dark Material started on HBO this past Monday. Oh, okay. How so, is it? It's awesome. Um, for those of you that don't know, that's uh, the Golden Compass. Oh my God! Really, people? No, no, no. You you froze when you said compass, so you just said Golden Come. <laughs> no, I didn't. I swear. Yeah, he, that's seriously. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, you did. Wow. Keep uh, that in there. Then I don't know if the Actually, listeners you know, got that. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> on my end, more of the come part was cut out, and it just said Golden Piss. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it wasn't it wasn't good at all. Um, so, okay. Well, I'm glad it was Golden Gumpus, not the other two. Oh, wow. Uh, and you're wow. enjoying it? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, great. Great. I also did binge about six episodes of The Boys or Boys, oh, whatever. Yes. Is. I mean, I, I hit episode three, I guess. Oh, okay. And, Fantastic. Oh, so, good. so good. Yeah, I got two more left and I cannot believe the violence and the level of violence has ramped up tremendously and i didn't think that was possible from last season holy hell it's yeah. crazy it's not for the faint of heart man no, no no not at all but very very good king tom anything uh i've started uh you know a few weeks ago i finished a lost watch with my daughter so my wife and i decided to introduce her to alias oh okay the show with well jennifer done. gardner where she's yeah, yeah, yeah. a spy uh and the, the first episode it was kind of funny because my my daughter didn't she wasn't a fan of like the look of things, I guess, you know, because it's 20 years old and yeah. it doesn't look old to me, but it looks old to her. But then by the Aww. end of the 
end of the show, she was she was really digging it. Oh, and, good. Um, I haven't really been watching a lot because this is a bit off the beaten path, if you'll allow me. Um, Rivers Cuomo, lead singer of Weezer, mm-hmm. he uh, is taking a coding class. And he has made his own website. That's so and rad. as part of it, he is building a store. And he is selling his old demos. And last week, and it, the way it, it's like a first come first serve where you could buy one and you get the option of sharing it with other people and people on the site are sharing it. Uh, last week, he unloaded about 350 <laughs> files. That's awesome. And some of these are like you know, him and his brother growing up singing along to songs on the radio. But then you have like the original demo for Undone the Sweater song. Uh, like a ton of songs that in the years when Weezer was just taking a break that he had recorded intending to use for Weezer, but never went anywhere. So like I've just been, and he has at one point he had like a list of all these files and he said, this is only a small part of it. And there were like a thousand files on there. So apparently there's going to be more phases of this store. Is there any covers? There is one he, tr- I think he put it up by accident because he's trying not to put up things that either other people wrote or that he collaborated oh, on because it. then it would be like, yeah. like he's, most of these are selling for a dollar or $2. Right. Um, that's cool. There are a I few can, that are a bit more so original. That's so awesome that he's doing that. Yeah. And it's like, it, it just for Weezer fans and some, not everything is gold. I'm going to be honest with you. Sure. Yeah. That's- but it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure not everything's gold, but if you're a huge fan of something, like if one of my favorite bands had something like this, I know one year Pearl Jam put out every single show as a CD and they like did the Guinness Book of World Records of most CDs ever. Right. So they put, and so, but what was great is they played on my birthday that year back in 1996. Mm-hmm. And I went back a couple of years ago, found it, bought it, and I have it. It's my birthday, 1996, the year I went and the show I went to on my birthday and it came, oh, it's so great. It was mm-hmm. so cool that they do do cool things like that. So that was you screaming in the background. It was me screaming. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. The best part of that show was in San Bernardino, right? Ooh. And yeah, you know the venue. We yeah. saw Tool there. Uh-huh. So, but the best part is Eddie Vedder came out and he goes, everybody, San Pedro, I love you. <laughs> and and the, entire, the entire band stopped, like in unison, stopped and looked at him. And then he like went, shuffled left and right and he didn't know what to do. And he goes, Oh shit, Berdu, Berdino. It's like long fucking tour, man. Long fucking tour. There is a Weezer bootleg that I can be heard on because for one summer they like allowed people to record next, you know, next to the soundboard, and then they would have it on their website for a bit. And before before the song Crab, uh, we River says something like, "This is a wah wah pedal, and I'm going to use it." And I, I just shout it out. So I, I had few drinks yeah kick some ass <laughs> and that's that's on the record that's awesome but see that's so cool that's mm-hmm. great ah oh, we just did a music minute and by there the way i've talked to you about this king tom full circle i got to see weezer for the first time back in 94 i think whatever what year it was opening mm-hmm. up for live yeah at a high, at a high school mm-hmm. so ah oh, full circle we haven't done a music minute in a long time it's been a bit man know. i'll tell you what it somebody had put some, like a tweet about what's an album to that to you from front to end is just perfect. Mm. And you, you know, the, the gist was you're not supposed to pick anything that somebody's already commented with. Oh, okay. And uh, so after perusing the comments, man, I threw down throwing copper by live. That album <laughs> is, there's not a stinker among them. Excellent the f- record. 
it's a great one to listen to all the way through. The flow's good, but man, I mean, it's just super strong. It's a great, great album. They're a great band, and I don't know what happened. Like, even, even Mental Jewelry, which was their first album, was very solid. And then Throwing Copper, you're right. In the first song on Throwing Copper, I remember the first song. I don't know what it's called. It's tremendous, man. I love that album. Yeah, it's, it's a very band. good album. And I worked yeah. at a music store at the time, and what I would do is I would play my favorite I mean, if you have seniority at the music store, you get to pick your album, your day of music, pretty much, especially if you're like a manager or something. So throwing copper for a full year would go on every single day. And then on the video screen would be Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars Trilogy. Empire first. I would do it all out of order, but I had it down. And people would be so pissed at me because I'd play the same exact songs and same exact video every did single you, time. Did you have to skip Shit Town? Uh, no, I let it play. We were kind of one of those cool stores until Blockbuster bought us out. We're like Tower Records where you can have a beard and you can have earrings and shit and Mm -hmm. you can say, you can have videos on. So it was cool. (sighs) All right. Wow. That was fun, man. I'm done with this podcast. I don't think we need to talk about it. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye. Let's get into. Oh. Kylo. Get us into some Star Wars talk. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. Well, I hope you guys all have Disney Plus because that's where the heat's at. And the big one, the one that everybody's talking about, probably one of the best things that's ever been made in all of Star Wars was the Lego Holiday Special. It is so good. Also, The Mandalorian, there was a new episode. It was great. Yeah, it was all right. That was all right. But let's talk about the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Have you guys all watched it? Seen it three times today. No, I haven't seen it yet. Nice. The only reason I've seen it three times because Malik really liked it and he was <coughs> calm when he was watching it. So I just repeated it twice, two more times, and it was great. Really reinforced the Lego love there. there no, not go. that part. Just Atta the Star Wars boy. stuff. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting for uh, to watch it with Brittany. Super great. It's Good, really yeah. cute. I have, my kids haven't got to watch it yet. I went to work <laughs> this morning and, I, dude, I don't know what's, but I am the only one at the office for quite a while in the mornings now. So I'm like, all right, let's watch the Lego holiday special. And I did. And it was quite good, man. It's, it's cute. The voice acting's great. Uh, Rose Tico had substantially more lines in this than she did in the Rise She sure did. She did. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was talking to Eric this morning, and they, they had this whole thing. I, well, I don't want to ruin it, but it's, well, fuck it. It's not a spoiler. It's, it's the it's opening not a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's opening scene. Finn it's becoming a Jedi and he's, he's being training trained. with the trainer. Oh, cool. So yeah. they, they, t- they took the question out of rise of Skywalker and actually did something with it, which was really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very well done. Like I said, the voice cast, it's not all the original actors, but they do a passable job when it's not them. And mm-hmm. it, the story's cute. It's cute and fun and fluffy. And there's not, you know, not a lot of heaviness to it. And I'm, I'm excited for my kids to see it. My son's going to love it. You know, Lego stuff usually isn't my thing, but I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Saw it yesterday morning when it came out. And then I get I watched it again with my son. He loved it. Yeah, it it was it was fun, which is all that it should be. The, the voice acting for Vader and for the Emperor are two of my favorites. And yeah, they, they do a lot of interplay together, and it's the same guys who have been doing it for all of this Lego Star Wars stuff. So it's it's really it's really cute and. <laughs> the story's good. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know, like Back to the Future esque <laughs> moves in it, and just the only thing that could have made it better was a guitar solo by Marty McFly. 
Yeah, that that is something that's really interesting is they incorporate everything. Super cool to see. What I was going to ask you guys, I saw it three times, but it was all I'm all over the place with Malik. Did they clown on the original holiday special at all? I thought it would be a miss if they didn't. Not really. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't see anything. I thought one you, of the people affiliated with it said they were going to mention it. And that that if I had a small complaint, that would be one that there were no. Yeah, I thought, I mean, that. you'd have a field day. They did have Chewie's family. They did have Chewie's family. Yeah, they did. So I, I think. That. Those might have been the references okay. now that I think about it. Anyhow, it's good, it's good stuff, man. It's really good stuff. Well, I guess we can go ahead and talk about the other thing that was on Disney Plus, if you want. I don't think people are really talking about it much, but we'll go ahead and go over it. And that was season right two, stuff. episode three, chapter 11 of The Mandalorian, The Heiress. Oof. And, dang, you guys have all seen it. We're not going to go over this beat by beat. But uh, my biggest things are having the Mandalorians from like the Clone Wars design show up in live action and look so good and Mm -hmm. crush it so hard was incredibly well done. There's some amazing shots. Bryce Dallas Howard, we already knew that she was an amazing director because she really gets a good performance out of the actors. For example, in the episode that she directed in the first season she you know got baby yoda to drink out of that cup she got (laughs) it to look like that gina carano wasn't a complete piece of trash it just she is excellent she got that kid that kid not to give a shit about baby yoda (laughs) (laughs) thanks for ruining my joke but anyway she did a great job with it and one of the cool things uh is in the scene where the razor crest is re-entering the atmosphere or entering the atmosphere and falling through and like catching on fire on the bottom and all of that. It's a side-by-side comparison to Apollo 13, which is clap, 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 Bryce Dallas Howard. Well done. Well done. Everything about this episode was great. What are some high points for you guys? Definitely the, when the three Mandos showed up and then there's one point when Din and and Bo-Katan are talking and she's like, this is the way. Just totally feeding it back to him. I don't even remember what it was, but yeah, I, re- yeah. I really think that I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to open the door to more Bo-Katan and, and her crew. But also I'm hoping that meeting them will inspire Din to do things like take off his own helmet more. And that was uh, like a, a smart assy kind of this is a way, by the way. Yeah. She said that when it was. He said, you've altered the terms of the deal. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's this it. This is the way. That yeah. And that um, the one of the Imperial officers, I know everyone talks about Titus Welliver, but the other is the guy that Ben Wyatt punched out in Parks and Recreation. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 All three the of bowler. those actors, including Titus, they were all in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point. Hmm. Huh. Mm. I didn't know Derek was in there. D- Derek's a guy, the bowler guy. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm an excellent bowler. Ask Ron. I don't even know who Ron is. That was really good. What do you guys think? <laughs> Just like everybody else, I loved it. I thought it was interesting to see. It, it, it makes sense. I, I had to be filled in about the, you know, children of, of uh, the or, watch. Or the child of the watch, death watch. Brittany mm-hmm. filled me in. Thank you, Brittany. Yes. <laughs> not going to watch it, but yeah. But it's interesting to see that there are, I guess, different factions, different philosophies, different just ideologies of just an entire planet it makes sense just like you know we have different you know 
somebody thinks different over here, but we're still human. Yeah, somebody, different religions, different sex. Exactly. Somebody's over there, but they have a different idea or something like that. So it's, you know, we've, uh, as far as live action, we've only seen two of them. The one, you know, says probably 20 words max. And then the other one just doesn't take off his helmet. And then these guys are just whoop, like nothing. And he's right. like, and, and, and my reaction to them doing that, anybody doing it, he is so offended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, you can, he, there's no, there's no sound. There's, uh, you don't see any facial, but just his, his posture changes. He's like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. And I, and it, it, Cause he was so happy. He was so happy to find them. And then disappointed. It, oh, just, instantly. Just, he's like, just son heart, of a heartbroken. bitch. Yeah. That's yeah. something that his physicality or whoever was in the suit at the time, mm-hmm. The it's physicality, fantastic. I know that we we like to rail on Anthony Daniels because he can be such a chore at cons, but he really pioneered that whole thing of being able mm-hmm. to sell a physicality with the, something that has a fixed facial expression yeah. to yeah. make it matter to the point that the, the, just the way the guy cocked his head, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's pissed. Yeah. And well done. So good. And, you know, there's just certain things. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't piss into the wind. You don't fight Superman. These are a race of people, the Mandalorians, that are, like he says, weapons are in my religion, that are trained to hunt and kill people. I'm not going to fuck with this hombre. Mm -hmm. Why would people, I, I don't know. It just seems like a really poor decision. And you know, there's stories about this one dude killing multiple people. I, just on a whim or just for the child specifically, even more so now. And I'm going to attempt to take the child. Well, you know what it is. I think I it, just, I'm just, I think I, it, I literally had the pause it and I was like, no, they're, they're, they're fighting against the myth. Cause most people haven't seen Mandalorians in action. So every time he, uh, he talks stupid. to somebody, they say, well, there's, you know, the stories of old or there's myths about the Mandalorian. Obviously they're not true. So that, you know, I, I, who knows? Maybe they're just testing it out and, and the risk is worth the, I, I the reward. Guess. I, I guess. don't know. And everybody wants that fucking Beskar. Well, that's everybody. the big prize. God the damn. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. But it's just one of those where I'm just like, it, it, it just seems stupid. I don't know. But not, not, not that it is stupid. Them doing it is a poor decision Absolutely. on their lives. And I'm just like, they're just going to continue doing this, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to keep trying. Carlos said pretty much everything I was going to say. Really cool to see that, you know, different factions and people that embody and and value and and idealize their way and stay with that, you know, how they take the same thing and just, you know, enhance themselves on that. Other than that, like, like I, like uh, Carlos said, why are people messing with them still? He's like the John Wick of Star Wars. Like at this (laughs) point, he's literally the John Wick of Star Wars. Like he's going in and just handling people with just skill, like, his fighting has gotten a lot better. Uh, yeah, it's. I guess a word of mouth hasn't got around the galaxy yet, huh? Maybe he needs to kill somebody with a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> right. What I loved about this episode is it brought people that aren't into the Clone Wars and people that don't know the characters like Boo. And they still enjoyed the episode. And now these characters are coming to life and seeing these characters come to life. It's just so damn cool. And you're right, Eric. Bryce Dallas Howard kudos to you i mean she has the action sequences down i mean those shots were beautifully done and remember last season they gave her the toughest episode remember that and when we we're watching yeah, the gallery that. yeah the round table good for her the, the fight choreography was fantastic especially when the three mandalorians showed up 
oh. there was one move where it's basically the flying, you know, both feet extended kick that was great. Mm-hmm. The scene where they, the Mandalorian has escaped safely. They have killed everybody on the ship and are blowing it up and jetpacking away. And he's watching it from the shore. Oh, that beautiful. is a master stroke. There was one in the fight on the, the boat. Sasha Banks body slams a guy over mm-hmm. the, the edge of the boat. Yep. yep. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. She was amazing. Man. She was great. She was. And uh, she saved the child, by the way. That was her that went yeah. down on it. It drives me crazy to see things like the Mandalorian. And I realize he's doesn't really have a choice in a lot of the time, but to put that baby right where, hey, come over here by this big open pit. Surely these people are great and aren't but old at all. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you saw that guy, you know, slap shot the, the pod into the water, it's like, <laughs> oh, balls. Yeah, I said the same thing. Les called it on our reaction. He's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Don't get close. Don't get my, no, they're not going to do why, that. Why, why don't you stand right here and have your little fella right, right here? <laughs> you ever, see, you ever see, see one of these things eat something? Yeah. Let's read some emails regarding this episode. Let's go shock here. I had a thought occur to me. And rather than spend any time researching it, I thought I would just ask you guys. Okay, great, Sean. I know that the Mandalorians can't take their helmets off in front of people because it's the way. But what happens if they do? Is it a loss of honor? Do they stop being Mandalorians? What if they get their ass kicked and their helmet is taken off of them? Also, when and in what medium do you think we'll see the infamous Siege of Mandalore? A book, an episode of The Mandalorian? its own standalone movie with Ahsoka coming, I feel like it needs to be told soon. Thanks. Great show. Keep it up. Shonk. He sent another email that said, I swear I hadn't watched the episode before I sent this email. (laughs) I think for that group of Mandalorians, if you get your ass kicked and your helmet comes off, that's it. You're done, son. Uh You can't get your ass kicked (laughs) and get your helmet taken off. That's just, you're not Mandalorian anymore. You'd been better off if your uh, helmet came off with your head inside. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, but so, right. the armorer does specifically Django. ask, have you taken your helmet off or has anyone taken it taken off? Taken Uh-huh. There it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty hardcore, Shank. I think if you, uh, if you do that, you're a dunder Mifflin. Do you guys think that you'll see nice. the Siege of Mandalore? Thank you, buddy. Siege of Mandalore? I think uh, we might I, see flashbacks, man. We'll see it eventually. I don't know what it'll be. What medium? Yeah, I don't know about this a little bit and you were shaking your head boo you don't think that bring introducing this taking the helmet off kind of issue that this is going to lead pedro pascal to be able to take his helmet off a lot during the show come maybe season three or end of season two i just don't want him to yeah okay i just don't want him to you know it's it's the not the well i, I guess the mystery for everybody else but just the how hard he holds on to this ideal to me it's just you know the i he's he is he is the armor the armor is him kind of thing is it's dan is his name that's great but he is the armor you know it is it's not just something he puts on it is that's it you know that that kind of thing and he's been he's been taught this way yes this is the way yeah since he was seven years old so he doesn't know any better Mm -mm. so when he's out there and he sees this though he he, you can't imagine what's in his mind like i can i can like live my life a little bit i can take my helmet off and there's still Mm -hmm. my kind out there that still calls me brother i loved that bokotanica said don't worry brother we got this that Mm -hmm. was so cool and instantly because he's mandalorian Mm -hmm. they have an instant connection 
Well, you know, he mentions that the it, it at least to his understanding, Den's understanding is that Mandalore is cursed. That's the word he uses, and that everybody that goes there dies. Right. And so you got to wonder, like, what did the Empire do to the planet? Because you know, well, it's sort of like it sounds like they went scorched earth when they couldn't have it. They're going to make sure nobody could have it. Well, I don't know about that, Eric, because going back and watching the Clone Wars and watching those episodes. I noticed that they live in a bubble. They live in a dome, right? So they can't live outside the their dome to begin with, correct? You guys have seen them more than I have. Like Mandalore, they're not outside of Mandalore on the planet, right? They're inside of individual domes. That's the way it was set up in the Clone Wars. But for right. some we, when we whenever we saw Mandalorians and Rebels, I don't... At first, Sabine's family was on another planet that Mandalore controlled, the snow planet. Okay. In the final season... When they were on that desert planet, they rescued her father and everything with the weapons Sabine built. I'm not sure if that was on Mandalore or another one of their hmm. satellite planets. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. Okay. Because I wonder why they had a huge, massive city inside the dome when the planet was pretty much, you know, bare right outside of it. Mm-hmm. On those long shots on the animated, that's how it looked. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, okay. it, it's, it's tough to tell from the way it was portrayed in the Clone Wars, what it was Got like. It. Well, I appreciate that, Shonk. Keep him coming. And uh, you nailed that email before you watched it. I believe you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the the Mon Calamari that was wearing the dark blue sweater. Yeah. Was, That's that was, good uh, stuff right there. Really and I'd nice. like to imagine in my head that Jessica Schrader knitted that Aww. sweater for him. But it's, it's such a good look, man. Well and, done, Jessica. And the, like the job he does on the ship, which you sort of feel like it's the best he can do. One thing that you you talked about is, you know, the Mandalorians are just, they're bred death machines. And when the the stormtrooper radios in and says there must be at least 10 of them. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, yeah, we see four life forms just because they're so badass. That's such a great touch, man. And not overkill. And just the last thing I want to talk about is Katie Sackhoff making the transition. First of all, Making the animated character look similar to the voice actor is great because, for one, it makes the voice coming out of their face just that much more realistic and believable. But for her to be able to take that helmet off and look exactly like what you would expect her to look like, given the like over stylized nature of the animation and Clone Mm -hmm. Wars. Excellent choice. And she was so great in the part and so self-assured and badass. I just... fantastic job by her too and it's great that they had somebody who is already experienced as a you know physical actress to to do the thing so i excellent choice and excellent work by her i thought she nailed it nailed it avery sent us something hope you're doing well and staying healthy out there thanks buddy just got done watching the heiress and it was fantastic so cool seeing bo katan in live action katie sackoff really brought the character to life in a way that was new and exciting while also bringing in the familiarity from Rebels and Clone Wars. I can't wait to see what they do with Ahsoka. On that note, do you think Ahsoka will have other Jedi with her? Maybe in order separate from Luke's. Is there a chance we could see Sabine with her? And could this even lead us to finding Ezra? I know that's probably a stretch, but what do you guys think? Keep doing what you're doing and stay safe in these crazy times. Banter on, Avery. Thank you, Avery. That's a really good email, by the way. I. Th- don't think we'll see other Jedi. I know there's heavy rumors, I would say, that Ezra is going to be in this season or he's going to be in, in one of the spinoffs. 
and there's an actor that they cast already, then the people are linking him to Ezra. He looks now he's I don't know if they've cast him, but he t- he's taken a bunch of pictures and it's kind of a I'm getting sick of it because he obviously is doing mm-hmm. this because he thrives off the attention because he does look like Ezra. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking just stop it. And already. he said the last week or two days ago, he said, I just sat down my entire family to watch the Mandalorian for the first time. They don't know anything about Star Wars and they loved it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like pushing the narrative that he's in it. I don't know what he's going to be, but. You know. Right. If he says we're good, but just fucking stop. <laughs> you guys think that Ahsoka is going to have other Jedi with her? You know, although I don't know too much about Ahsoka, you know, from watching and things like that. She's my, badass, boo. Oh, no, I know that. But like, what is what is she? What is her plan? I guess she doesn't seem at that point in time to be very not not Jedi friendly. But my understanding is that I can't her to the way Luke is where he's exiled you know he's kind of separated himself from the forest doing his own thing i don't think she is willing or wanting to you know yeah i have a school come on in you know you know put in an application i don't think she's going to be like that so i i I think people are going to be not disappointed but kind of wait a minute when she's just not going to be open arms for baby yoda when we see when we see her you know that kind of thing well it goes back to kind of your awful naboo you had last week (laughs) <laughs> would there be Jedi out there? And if there's Jedi out there, it really fucks everything up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ezra is out there, but I mean, this debate goes on and on. Is Was he really a Jedi by the end of things? Yes. Uh, he was pretty he was. powerful. Okay. O- official sources have called him a Jedi. A Jedi. Okay. So um, he could be alive. Ahsoka really doesn't identify as a Jedi, even though she was forgiven or, or gotten some sort of approval from Yoda in that one episode when she saw his Force Ghost. But what if it? What if there's some deal where Ahsoka is is all like, "No, I'm not a Jedi. I'm not a Jedi." She's trying to distance herself. Yet Bo Katan sees it, it's like your friends knowing what's better for you. Where Bo Katan thinks, "Okay, Ahsoka would be better off as a Jedi." Here's this Mando with a baby Yoda. Ahsoka could use something like this to get her back on track. Sure. That's a great point. Great point. And I think she sees her as a Jedi, even though, yeah. like you said, she literally tells Vader, I'm no Jedi. It is likely she'll at least be in Sabine's circle because they are supposed to be looking for Ezra. Not saying we'll see Sabine, but that'll be part of whatever she's doing. King Tom, don't talk about Sabine on this podcast because you might get something, a message that says we don't know what we're talking I'm, about. I'm ready That's for only some on YouTube. grammatically incorrect flames. <laughs> Flames. You mean flames. 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 We're forgetting the words Ahsoka Tano was said for the first time ever in a live action. Uh, There were multiple times I got goosebumps. When they came down, I got goosebumps. And when I heard her name, even though I knew it was going to happen, still got goosebumps. I was surprised that they decided to say her name rather than have her face be the first thing we see. And but but either way, it's cool because it it generates some excitement. And one of the things, and you touched on this earlier, Raj, that they've done a really good job of. And in this episode, it's even more amplified that if you are somebody who's like us and has like seen all the stuff, seen the Clone Wars, seen Rebels, and you understand who these people are, hooray, it means even that much more to you. But Mm -hmm. you don't have to know that to get to enjoy the episode and they don't crush you over the head with awkward explanations. That's right. Of it's one sentence. It's, it's done. Yeah. It's just right. Mm-hmm. It's just right. So yeah. I, now 
before we close it up here, do you what do you think is going to happen next? Personally, I do not think we will see Ahsoka for at least one more episode, specifically <laughs> because Filoni wrote episode five. That's my understanding, and probably directed it too. Yeah. And yeah. if you're going to have Ahsoka, that's where it's going to be. And Carl Weathers directs the next one. So I think it's going to be, he's going to be, that's the one he goes back. I would imagine he goes back, tries to get the Razor Crest fixed up because it mm-hmm. looks like a pirate ship right now. <laughs> it gets that fixed up. And the, you're right, Eric. I think it's going to be the next episode after that where we see Ahsoka. Yeah. So I hope people, we talked about this on various different shows. I hope people aren't going to be so pissed off that next week we're not going to see Ahsoka. You're not going to see her next week. It's not going to be a filler episode because they don't have filler episodes, right, King Tom? They're bridge no, episodes. No, but everyone is going to – if if Ahsoka is not in next week's, everybody's going to say it's a Exactly. Episode. So just, you know, in advance, she will not be on it. Well, you can't the have – I mean, there's got to be struggle. That's the whole nature. That's storytelling. <sighs> right. Mm-hmm. That's just – anyway. If we don't have those in-between shows, then these episodes aren't going to be as impactful when we watch it. If every episode can't be bangers, man, it just, just like Eric said, you need up and downs in a season. And it just makes these episodes so much more amazing. It's a lot like music. You have to have dynamics to make music impactful. You got to have parts that are soft and you got to have parts that are loud and in your face. And, you know, classical music really made that. Oh, I'm glad I said that. Classical music is something that has really excelled at that. At, mm-hmm. at dynamics and that's the pacing of a show over a long period of time it's about dynamics the music i almost forgot to mention this oh uh, <laughs> the the chances that gorenson's taken every episode it, it's so cool to see and then the little synth theme that he did mm-hmm. for I, I i'm guessing it's probably specifically for bo katan but for mm-hmm. the mandalorians remember we were talking about this on the motivators Remember when, like, we were going to all going to see uh, the Last Jedi over and over again, and mm-hmm. the the trailer for Annihilation played every time, uh-huh. and you'd hear that, uh-huh. you know, the the yeah. low synth sound, dude. It's so reminiscent of that. I it love is. it. It it's is dirty and nasty, and so so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really good. He's just he's amazing. Yeah, I love the show, and this episode made episode number two even even better than what when i originally watched it it just it feels like it just two parts as uh, i think king tom said that too getting the payoff of the frog couple was great absolutely i love and a child being being born a little tadpole right right that was adorable the rainbow connection yep as claire stribling says love it (laughs) (laughs) there it is back the way you came yeah (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Eric. I don't think there's anything else in the world of Star Wars. No, sir. Have anything. Go ahead. Yeah, there is Squadrons, the game mm. that came out last month. And it's, you know, a, there's a short single player campaign, but it's mostly multiple multiplayer. When it shipped, they said, this is it. There aren't going to be any updates. Uh-huh. Uh, have fun. Good luck. Um, today, they announced that they are going to be adding a new level, some ship upgrades and then they are adding two new long-awaited bonus ships, the TIE Defender for the Empire and Ooh. the B-Wing for oh. the Rebellion slash New Republic. Wow. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Cool, Score, man. man. Yeah. I might uh, actually I think, start playing that again. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, new lev- the new map and the upgrades are the 25th, and I, then I think the new ships are next month. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, this- if anyone... Re- 
remembers the old X-Wing TIE fighter games, the mm-hmm. B-Wing and TIE Defender were easily the best uh, ships in both games for right. each side. So I think they might be taken down a peg or two. They won't be as fun to fly, but it's cool I, love bo- I love both ships. I love the TIE Defender. Come at me. It'll be fun <laughs> to fly. Come at King Tom. Email from Andy. What's up, Herfs? Her, was that what we called that thing? The herf? Herf, 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 herf. So King Tom is officially my arch nemesis. Oh, number join the club. <laughs> number one in line. My, yeah, exactly. My goal for 2020 is to listen to all canon books. I'm pretty close. Unfortunately, I don't have the retention that King Tom has. Uh, he put the king has. I barely remember details from books. I'm always astonished on how he retains. Two, Herf has seen stars born and die. That's a couple more eons than a couple of eons. I think even with new character that's coming out, Herf is quite a bit older. Finally, what's your favorite Star Wars book, canon or legends? Four, less is my favorite. (laughs) Five, go fuck yourself, you filthy animals. In sincerely, Dan fucking Summers, aka Darth Bane's receptionist. Pretty solid, Andy. My favorite book is Lost Stars. I love that book. It's fantastic. That's just me. How about you guys? Same. That ones I've read. Same for you? Yeah. King Tom? You don't read King Tom. Less. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Back to King Tom because I don't read at all. Uh, you read. You just haven't read the Star Wars books. Right. Those, right. Yeah. You read a lot. Yeah, go ahead. EU Darth Plagueis canon, either the Revenge of the Sith novelization or Leia <laughs> Princess of Alderaan. Nice. Nice. Eric loves those too. Boo, how about you? I was elected to lead, not to read. Oh. <laughs> that shows. But from, exactly. From the yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I copy and paste. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord. Uh, okay. Email from our friend Chris. Now, he doesn't normally email us, so I'm very excited about this. I haven't read this yet. Well, hello, Araj, Eric, Les, Tom, and Bo. He didn't put the other O, so I'm just going to call you Bo. I don't normally write in. However, after last week's Naboo segment, Not I Bo. F- Nabo. Yeah. I gotta tell you, this game isn't fun. I say that not with love, but with brutal honesty. I felt compelled to. Now, Bo is normally a segment I enjoy. I know I'm a sicko, but last week's was a travesty. (laughs) Bo. Just last week, huh? (laughs) Bo, the point of the game is to give three possible answers with one of them being false. Not all three of them to be true or false. For, (laughs) For avoidance of any confusion, I will provide you with an example. Question, one of these facts about Araj is incorrect. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Number one, Araj is the main host of The Sith List. That's not true. Number two, Araj was once an extra in Will Smith movie. (laughs) Number three, Araj... (laughs) I'm sorry I ran ahead, Uh, but that's just funny. Number three, Araj has a 12-inch dong. (laughs) Obviously, the first two are wrong. Obviously, Chris. How did he know, by the way? Well, I would like to think that you were one of the lead actors in that Will Smith movie. So <laughs> that I'd would be that, a Naboo, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that would be the Naboo. And he, he goes on, one of, these, one of these is incorrect. I will let Araj provide you with the answer. <laughs> Thank you for your time, gentlemen. I love you all, including Bo. Long live it, the Empire. It wasn't, it wasn't the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will You're Smith. Welcome. It was 
Will Smith born 1943, who was a lead in One Life to Live in the 70s, and he had a made-for-TV movie that that, that right. Araj was a I was an extra exactly. in not in the, the early one, 80s. Yeah, not the one who shot the aliens. No, no, no. I, I really think the 12 inch dong one is the one that's that's the one that's definitely on board there. Mm, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not really 12. It's you, like 11 points. It's Subway sandwiches where it's 11 and a half. It have to be the answer. I do. That might be true because I heard somebody calling you a huge. Huge dick. <laughs> oh, wait, that's totally different. <laughs> the exact reference of that. Yeah. Well done. Well done. But it would be like Naboo that it's really not 12. It's like 11.7. But <laughs> that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you, Chris. That was fantastic. Inverted. <laughs> no. Let's not go there, Les, because we played hockey together, buddy. Let's not talk about that. It was cold, all right? It was really cold. Well, it wasn't that cold for me, but evidently it was freezing for Les. But let's move on. Just because wow, Les man. doesn't get partially aroused when he sees you naked, doesn't, you know. It's- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't judge him. Yeah. Hey, I, all I know is, well, just, just I was gonna I was gonna talk about the Cuban Gooding incident, but oh, go oh, whoa, whoa, just leave it at that. That is whoa, it. whoa, whoa, dun, dun, no, dun. sir. That is it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say this it, here. Dude. Remember, uh, we talk we talk about what well, Cuban Gooding doesn't listen to this podcast, and if he does, I'm grateful. Yeah, he is not. Yeah, he no, he will be after this. Uh, as we as we've ah. talked before, that Les and I got to play in a celebrity game, right? And afterwards, was this the one where you you shot at uh, Keanu Reeves' head? Yeah, I hit him in the yes. head. Good job. I hit John Wick in the head. Good job. But after the game was over, we're showering, you know, as athletes do amongst each other. And I was in there by myself, so and walks in next to me, Cuba Gooding Jr. and in his full glory, in full Monty. And I swear to God, I've never seen anything like that before. It was like a baby's arm holding an apple. It was ridiculous. This term for a long-handled gardening tool. I mean, uh, it's so ridiculous. Good choice of word. I, I was embarrassed of my 11.7 inch penis and <laughs> I had to get out. And I went straight to lesson and I go, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, I'm supposed to confirm. Like, yeah, man, we be, we be packing, bro. Light skins be packing, man. Well, no, that's why I was so amazed because less is nothing like that. Oh. I was like, what wow. happened, Les? What happened to you? He took it all. Yeah. Yeah. Cuba took it all. So, Cuba, well done. And thanks for scaring me in there. That's it. Did I ever tell you guys when Henry first was learning to use the toilet? It suddenly he becomes obsessed and it's penis everything penis 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 and I'm in the bathroom peeing and he's in there and he says daddy daddy you have a big penis and I see Amanda start to smirk and laugh and I'm like can you just can you not just let me have this just let me have it just yeah, just for one minute let the kid think how that he's dare right. you laugh at me how dare you yeah that's awesome oh man I will say the guy that played in the show Bones, David Boreanaz, I will just say he wasn't nice to a lot of the people that were playing in that game. There's a reason for that. I he wasn't a very good hockey player and he wanted more ice time in a charity event and he was complaining that he wasn't playing enough. So I will say this about you. Very small penis, David Boreanaz. Very small. <laughs> You're not the only one to say that. There, really? there's, there was like some, some lady who said that she slept with like a boatload of celebrities and she talked about him specifically yeah, well, said hey i will confirm so, so you are the second person to say that. i will confirm yeah. very fast very dangerous but very small oh all right let's move on wow there's a lot of penis talk in this episode 
Bunch of Chris, takes. thank you for that. I appreciate it. Do you have a Naboo for us? I do. <laughs> Naboo. Okay. Naboo. Do you yeah. have a Naboo for us? Let's I have do a it. Naboo Let's for do you it. Guys. Yes. Get your Naboo ready. Yeah. <laughs> Get us ready for Naboo. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for Naboo? Mm-hmm. Special edition. <laughs> Special edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Statement number one. Uh-huh. It's a trap was originally written in the script as it's a trick. It's a trick. Yes. Solo's response to Princess Leia's I love you was actually supposed to be just remember that because I'll be returning. Oh, that's sweet. And then statement number three, Sophia Coppola played one of Queen Amidala's handmaidens. Okay. King actually, Tom goes last. Hold on. Always. I will preface this by saying I know one of these for sure is true. Wonderful. Sophia Coppola did play one of the handmaidens. I can see her face as her right now. The second one which you said, the I love you, I know, I, that very well could be true. I'm just afraid that you're going to give some bullshit other line because he improv that scene and improv that line. But I don't know what the original shit was. And hopefully King Tom knows. The first one, I have no clue. So that's my take. Go ahead, Eric and Les and, and King Tom's last. Well, I'm just going to say I'm out of my depth on this one. So my guess would be none for sure. I have no idea about it. <laughs> none, none for sure is probably the right answer in this game, by the way. <laughs> you still have a shot. Yeah. You got yeah, a yeah. shot. You got a fighting chance. You might have just. You might have just. You might have just. 15. I want to um, say that number one is incorrect. Okay. And what was what, number one again? What uh, was the, what was number two again? The line. What, what did you say the line was? <laughs> uh, just remember that. Because I'll be returning. I love you. Okay. Just, re- just remember that because I'll be returning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the original script, it was which, written which King as Kong, just, which King Tom has tattooed on his chest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, ex- just remember that because I'll be back. That was the original line. And for some reason, they weren't feeling it. And they had a. Because Arnold walked in and said, no, that's mine. Ooh, yeah. nice. Well yeah. done. Yes. It was a time traveling Arnold. Um, <laughs> I love you. I they, know. they had this hours long conversation where like Kirshner stopped shooting and he had Harrison in. Then he had Billy D in and like Billy. And the thing is, Kirshner was wearing a, a microphone because they were recording him for the um, documentary. And there are whole parts of this transcript in the making of Empire Strikes Back book. And it's very entertaining because you have Kirshner trying to deal with Harrison Ford. And then he's trying to deal with Billy D. Williams. And then they're trying to talk to Carrie Fisher. And Carrie was, in the vernacular of the time, under the weather that day. Which meant she'd <laughs> been partying too hard the night before. And she felt disrespected because they were having these conversations without her and she thinks that harrison is mad at her she thinks that kirshner is not respecting her so they're trying to deal with her and kirshner is trying to put out all these fires he's trying to keep harrison happy coming up with a good line and trying to keep billy d happy give it you know getting his angles trying to keep carry and every few minutes david prowse walks in hey i wrote a book on weightlifting have you read it yet (laughs) hey i wrote a book on weightlifting i left it in your office and like it's like Go away, David Prowse, and let the adults talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. So, yes, they changed it, but the original line was not, I'll be returning, it's, I'll be back. So, I'm going to say number two, but also, I don't, I don't think number one is correct either. King Tom just 
just taught. Yeah, no, no, that's a very good <clears throat> master class, and that's right? how you play Nabo. Yeah, Nabo, Nabo, yeah. like a champion. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with King Tom. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I think he goes that's, last. That's yeah. the safe bet there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, King Tom well, is the Vegas better. Yeah, Eric King- said one. I think right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. ahead, Boo. No, yeah, uh, King Tom is correct, and it was uh, originally written as "It's a trick," but it was, yeah, uh, what does it change? So it's a trap. Okay, wait a minute. What do you mean, King Tom's correct? He got it. He got it. He, that, that I did. Is, I did say back. number one is wrong. But he just had a soliloquy about the second one about the Han Solo line. B- B- Boo is explaining that I was incorrect because I chose number one as the false one. He's yeah. like, no, I number one was true. Number two was the one that was wrong. Is what he's saying. Correct. Yeah, you guys instantly bitch. Yeah, give it a goddamn second to sink in. King Thomas correct. He picked the Nabu as fucking always. And then Eric was wrong. And he's yeah, because it's a tr- it's a trick was originally in the script, but it was changed to it's a trap. And number three was right. Also, I, that's the one I called. Yeah, okay. Sophia Coppola was one of the yeah. handmaidens. Yes. This game is so confusing that Jesus I Jesus Christ. There's Even one wrong right. statement. God damn. He finally oh, gets right. Three. Three. Sometimes, most of the time. Fuck. Just because last week you guys wouldn't listen to me as always. You did a good mm. job on this one, buddy. Thank you. I'm not going to say that. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't mutter those words for now, Bo. <laughs> well, thank you, Bo. We really appreciate that. You are welcome. Where's, uh, where's Luke? <laughs> well, let's where's talk a little. Lee? Yeah, we're still, let's talk a little pop culture and oh, gosh, reboots and remakes. I guess. Stephen King's The Outsider got canceled, which sucks because it was fantastic. I love that show on HBO. Mendo was in it. Jason Bateman, he was the executive producer. It was done really, really well. So good. I don't it, mind that, though, because it, it 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 did leave off. Like, no, it ended it. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. I, I was okay with it being a miniseries or a one, one season yeah. kind of thing. I was okay with that. I was, I was like, that was great. Would I like more? Sure. But if not, I'd be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it, it was a really good show. I guess if it's for like a one offer, then it was great. But for you Stephen King fans, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon is going to become a feature film. Les, I know you've read a lot of Stephen King books. Have you read this one? No. Now okay. I need to. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be really good. It came out in 1999, the book. Was that about okay. the uh, pitcher Tom Gordon? Yeah, it's yes. about oh. it's about a girl that gets lost gets like in, lost the woods. in the woods. Yeah, and her favorite player is Tom Gordon. Um, and, uh, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, happens and he in the shows woods. up, he like manifests to save her or something like that. I think he throws, no, a, honestly, cur- he, he throws like a curveball. Think, it's a really good curveball. Well, he had one of the best uh, curveballs in baseball, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if he shows up. Uh, that's interesting. That'd be really weird if Tom Gordon showed up to save her. Uh, but it, I like seeing Kings have been on a roll recently. So, Hey, let's see what happens here. So there's that, some good news. Does flash show that up? story is going to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah, he's going to come out with his Red Sox hat and say that to us before that. Another Disney live action film coming out, and it's a weird one, I, I thought. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know about this one. Yeah, John M. Chu is gearing up, and he was directed Crazy Rich Asians for the Hawaiian roller coaster of Lilo and Stitch. They're making that a live action film. That's going to be uh, coming out, which is, I never saw Lilo and Stitch, but I know people love it. They love the soundtrack. I think it's all Elvis stuff, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of it is. A yeah. lot of it is. Yeah. Like Stitch is a or Lilo. I don't know. Which some of, one of them is a big Elvis fan. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Lilo's uh, sister, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or your sister is uh, taking care of her because, you know, mom and dad are dead. Well, that's rough. I know. Spoiler. Typical Disney film. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Parents, parents got to go. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's a big Elvis or no, 
Ed Lilo is a big Elvis. Well, they both are. So they play Elvis as kind of like a thing. Okay. They, their connection. You excited about this? Uh, I, I don't know. how. It depends on how Stitch looks. Because mm. if he's fucking terrifying, then no. They're getting Danny DeVito just live action. They're not going to end it. So fucked up. Oh, uh, no. I'm sorry, Mr. DeVito. <laughs> I'm really sorry. He's a fucking alien monster. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Hey, this was very exciting. I got to see the trailer for the Godfather Coda, the Speaking death of, of Michael Corleone. Yeah. Speaking of reboots, Godfather 3 is being redone by, by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. He has changed the ending. He's put a bunch of deleted scenes in. And if you noticed, if you watched the trailer, Sofia Coppola is in it at the very end in a family portrait. And that's it. Because a lot of people complain that Sofia Coppola ruined the film. And it's... it's she was an awful handmaiden, too. <laughs> she wasn't good at it. No, she wasn't good at it. But I feel bad for Sofia Coppola because it wasn't her fault. Winona Ryder left the project a day before filming. And they had no choice. And they just asked her to you know, be in. And she was on set, so she knew a lot of the lines already. Give her some slack. We had this discussion at Boo's house with my father-in-law and Boo yesterday. It's not anywhere near Godfather 1 and 2. Comes nowhere near them. But it's still a decent movie. It was nominated for Best Picture. If you just take it as a standalone on its own, it's a good movie. But when you start comparing it to the first two films, which are considered two of the greatest films in history, then yeah, it's not up to par with those ones, right? But I'm really interested in seeing this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited uh, to see this as well. Coming out in movie theaters first, by the way. Yeah, so I think I saw that December 4th is when it's out in theaters. Mm -hmm. And I think two weeks later or 10 days i can't remember which what it was it'll be on streaming yes so yeah so that's that's the the interesting thing so we're gonna have to wait a bit to see it here in california yeah no of course i'm excited to see it but one of my favorite ways to watch the godfather is i, I forgot what it's called but when it's in that chronological order. chronological order thank you from the first yeah one, that cuts really cool yeah from you know that whole entire thing and it includes the third one which is very nice i think it's that's one of the best ways to see it. It really you're, is. You're going to sit down for almost nine hours, repair, but it's fantastic. So I'm thinking this might be my second favorite way of watching The Godfather. Yeah. I'm hoping. So yeah, let's hopefully see. this moves in as the, okay, take Godfather 3 out, slide this one in. This is the way it should be. Yes. And that's what Coppola said. There's a featurette with Coppola in there, and mm-hmm. this is how he intended the film to be. Or he's broke. And by the way, he's really good at these kind of things because he did this with Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. the redo. It was amazing. Really cool. Godfather fans, check it out. When the chronological order, if you don't know what Boo's talking about, they take the flashback scenes yes, from Godfather 2. Name. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, and they put that in the very beginning. Then it flows into Godfather 1. Then you have the two hours left of Godfather 2. Then it goes into 3. So mm-hmm. that's how you do it. All right. And then let's get into some comic book stuff before we do Boo bits. Bo bits. Thank you, Bo bits. I don't know if this is confirmed, but one of our listeners, Patrick Boyle, sent us a tweet. Wonder Woman got delayed till Christmas or it's coming out Christmas day in theaters and on HBO max. Is this yes. true? Yeah, that was, that was one of my, one of my boo bits. Oh, good. I'm glad I took yeah. one off. Yes. So December 25th in theaters and then on HBO max in January, I haven't seen the date is specifically for January yet. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. That's but interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So theaters first Christmas day, not really going to stay. Damn really COVID man. <sighs> This is a big one. Even, this is a big one not to delay till next year. I'm very surprised you're doing this. And also, it won't be a, an extra cost to HBO Max subscribers. Oh, good. Will not That's be. That's great. 
That's fantastic. Get that, get that trial lined up, everybody. Yep. <laughs> well, I have HBO Max. I, I, you have it too. Yes. Yeah, get we have that HBO 30 Max. Day trial lined it's, up. It's really worth it, man. It's, yes. You know the, it, what is it? As far as their catalog of movies that they have, you know, Netflix, you know, pops new ones in every month. They do the same thing. Top notch. And their original content is amazing. Oh yeah. Just just based off of H, it's like Disney having the you know, the movies and High School Musical, whatever you know, cartoon mm-hmm. shows you want to watch. That in itself, you're just like, holy shit, there's a ton of content. And oh yeah, look, new shit Disney's right. making and stuff like that. So yeah, it it is well worth it. Speaking of HBO Max, the Batman spinoff series lost Terrence Winter, mm-hmm. which is huge. This was reported by a Hollywood Reporter, Terrence Winter, who helped out with Boardwalk Empire and of course The Sopranos. He was on board to do the spinoff of the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman. Matt Reeves is still involved. Yeah. He was going to be a showrunner. He left because of creative differences, mm-hmm. which was... Uh, with, with Matt, uh, Matt Reeves. With Matt Reeves yeah. specifically, which is very interesting. So, okay, it's time for some fuzzy bow bits. Mm. Are you ready, Bo? Always. David, I think a lot of us have seen this. David Fincher says he's developing a miniseries about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. This is rather interesting, kind of a hot button topic. This is his quote. It's about how modern society measures an apology. If you give a truly heartfelt apology and no one believes it, did you even apologize at all? Mm. It's a troubling idea, but we live in troubling times. Interesting. I don't know. This seems a little ballsy, maybe even out of touch kind of thing. So I don't know. This might not even happen. I would imagine it not just out of somebody telling him, yeah, the no go, bro. So we'll see, but it is an interesting. Fincher's always been ballsy. That's for damn yeah. Sure. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's in his wheelhouse, but I don't know. That seems a bit of a risk. Hmm. This is for you know all our Transformers fans out there. You know who you are. Stephen Capel Jr. will direct the next Transformers film set to release June 24th, 2022. Hmm. Takes place in the Bumblebee universe. Oh, Michael sick. Bay has zero creative control. Oh, praise Lord! But he is going to recommend slow mo. <laughs> That's what he said. He says he's going to be there for the explosions and for the slow. I will parts. have nothing to do with this as long as you have at least fifteen minutes of slow. Exactly. That's 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 what he said. And this is that's from uh, Deadline. So the Bumblebee universe makes me excited because of what we saw of Cybertron in the beginning of Bumblebee. It's so fucking amazing. Yes. Oh, I yeah. hope that has something to do with something. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. So we've talked about the the new movie Chaos Walking with Tom Holland and Daisy mm-hmm. Ridley. The trailer's coming out rather soon, I think later this week or maybe next week. So the tri- so the movie stars, like I said, Daisy Ridley, Tom Holland, Mads Mikkelsen's uh, and Nick Jonas and David Fincher. No, oh, Duchovny. No, oh, oh, we, oh, Matthews. Oh, yellow. Thank you. Damn it. You I was almost there. With Thank Matthews. you. In this day and age, it's kind of interesting. It required major reshoots after the film was deemed unwatchable. Oh, shit. Unwatchable. Unwatchable. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and the the budget was a hundred million. So I I the reshoots fine. That that's just modern movie making. Now the unwatchable part that they just popped in there, it's kind of unsettling. Wow. But we'll see. the The cast seems fantastic, and you know, sci fi is always awesome. That's for my IGN. Okay. Yeah. Zack Snyder confirms that there will be over two hours and thirty minutes of unseen footage in his Justice League. We know that it's like a three-part, four-part thing on right. on HBO Max. He's also hoping that it would be able to be in theaters. Uh-huh. I don't know how exactly if you're going to sit there for four hours or six hours, whatever he imagines the you know the the runtime to be. 
So yeah, but there's brand new footage, and I guess the Joker's gonna look different. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker is gonna look yeah. different than he has in Suicide Squad and um, shit. What was it? He was in something else as as uh, the Joker. So he's gonna it's gonna be oh, and and I guess in the new Suicide Squad, I don't know. Confusing. <laughs> Whatever. Confusing. I saw the trailer that came out two days ago or yesterday for Justice like the the new one. Mm-hmm. It looks like a completely different movie, man. Yep. Like I, those, I can't believe how much shit that they filmed and they didn't put in them in the movie. Like he said, two hours of unseen footage, two and a half hours. Holy hell! Yeah, and the vibe was pretty cool, man. I, I, you know, I know that it gets a lot of shit. Wham! I'm excited to see this thing. Yeah. So we'll see. My next boo bit. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen confirms that she started filming on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. That's gonna. She's gonna be there in December. Okay. So I, I think they have been filming. That's just when she arrives. Judd Apatow's next film will be a pandemic comedy for Netflix. Oh, that sounds like Apatow. Yeah. The film follows a group of actors stuck inside a bubble at a hotel attempting to finish a film. Mm, the cast is expected to rival Knives Out and The Disaster Artist. Oh. So a lot of a lot of big name stars, okay. a lot of great actors. That's from Deadline. I got. I was Did, at didn't, the- didn't he already make that movie? This is no. the end. Ah! Well, yeah. Ah! yeah instead of the apocalypse it's a pandemic yeah so this one is actually funny seth rogan is developing a dark wing duck reboot oh, for disney plus wow yeah that's from variety i think that'll be very funny yeah that's cool yeah. Um, what, wasn't there some news this might be in your boobit coming up but i think king tom sent us this message that star lord's going to be in love and thunder love and thunder yes yes mm-hmm. he is okay can i ask you a question i also saw that christian bale is playing an unnamed villain. How did with that? How did we miss that? I haven't seen that. You were the first I person we to tell me about that. that a while. Did, was, we did. Yeah, did I we? we talked about yeah. that a while ago. I must have been drunk. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I must have been drunk. Yes. So yeah. So the, that cast is getting better and better, more interesting. Didn't that start shooting. I think it already. If it hasn't already, it's sometime soon. But who knows with COVID? Well, I know they're all together. Well, the writers are all together, right? Yeah. Because well, not together. Well, actually, they were. They were all. In, well, I saw a a tweet. Taika Waititi. No, well, they were outside in a grass area in a <laughs> circle, and Taika Waititi was passed out sleeping, and somebody took oh, a yeah. pic, took they a picture a and said, "We're getting a lot done today." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's I'd imagine this, whenever that wraps, he's going to be moving on to his next project. It's a wrap. That was for holiday special. That's it's a full, good one. full circle. So, what did you say? The next Star Wars one? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I think that's what he's doing after Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> So just a couple more, a couple more boo bits. Okay. Um, so Home Alone director says Disney Plus is wasting their time with a reboot. This is actually kind of an interesting thing because the way he's, he breaks it down, I agree with the guy. Uh, what's the point? You don't remake films that have, uh, that have had the longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to recreate lightning in a bottle again. It's like doing a live action version of an animated film. So he's, he's right. Wait, 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 wait. Rewind that. It's like doing a live action version of an animated film. That is lightning in a bottle. They've made billions of dollars doing that. Yeah, but there's, I think there's different hierarchies as far as what, what is, what is going to stand the test of time or last longer home alone or, you know, beauty and the beast, things like that. I think. Oh yeah. The originals are always. Yes, exactly. So I think he's right. Specifically with this kind of a movie home alone, never going to be touched. Never going to be beaten as far as a Christmas movie. No. You know, there's other movies that rival it, sure, but it's, you know, you think of Christmas Home Alone, that kind of thing. 
So he's I he's right that it shouldn't be touched. Just like with um, Back to the what's Future. His, yeah, thank you. With what's his name is Back to the Future. He's like no, Zemeckis. Yes, he's like I just just not. He's not going to allow it to happen because he's like it shouldn't happen. Yeah, I oh, I agree with that. But mm-hmm. some movies you can't touch. Breakfast Club you can't touch. No, exactly. Uh, most of John Hughes's films you can't touch. Yeah. I would, well, love, I would love well, an plan- animated Uncle Buck. Though. They're doing, yeah. <laughs> they're, do- they're doing Plain Strains though. Yeah, that's true. They're doing Plain Strains. That is true. Yeah, I don't think they should touch Home Alone. No, it, it, and and at a certain point, people are going to start seeing that it's a money grab. You're <laughs> yes, gonna, you're just making it for a new generation. Uh-uh, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, exactly. To bilk them out of their money. People have already seen the movie a billion times. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Constantine star Peter Stormare confirms a sequel is in development. For Constantine? Constantine. Constantine Wait, does that sequel. mean Keanu Reeves is going to be John Constantine? Nothing besides that. No other no other hints, no other information, no other linking article. This nothing. is a bow bit, not a boo bit. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Boo yeah. bit would have had all the information. Yeah, I would have had everything, yes. And the last one, special today, November 18th, 2115. Remember that date. We'll all be dead. The yeah. 100 Years movie, you will never see the secret film by John Malkovich will finally make its debut on this date, 95 years from now. It will make its debut. It will make its debut. It's like one of those time capsule things. You mm. crack it open and, you know, 2100. That's pretty crazy. This is a film. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, if, we're, if the planet's still around. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, it might be because it's being stored in a bulletproof glass safe that will automatically open in 95 years. The plot remains a total mystery. Interesting. So I just thought that was perfect that it was today. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty interesting. All right. Well, thank you for the boopits. Yeah. It was extensive. Yeah. Well, I, I had a couple saved over. Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that wraps up this episode, guys. It was a good one. The episode is going to be called Long Dong. <laughs> Mr. Struthers, where can people find you? Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers and check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. Very good. Mr. Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. Where can people find you? Scarfing down some sweet potato pie. Oh, I thought you were going to say long dong again. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Tom Chansky on Twitter on Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Bad Motivators, and Steel Wars. At, at, at I was going to say at Boo. <laughs> Carlos Akbar. Les, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Les is more 78. Boo, how about you? Bo, how about you? Bo, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. The Sithless Bo. At the Sithless Bo. Yeah, I'm going to change it. Yeah, just Bo. Yeah. And you can find me at the Sithless or in a shower with Cuba Gooding Jr. We will catch you next week. I don't I don't think he would want that. I don't think Cuba is down for that. Well, I didn't finish the story, did I? No, no. This dude was just staring at my dick. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a meat gazer. It was hard not to. Because it's looking back at you. Yeah. <sighs> because, no, because he threw it over his shoulder. I was like, Jesus Christ. It was making splishity splashity noises when it's he was playing, walking in. It's playing in the water. <laughs> had a life of his own. We'll catch you next week on episode number 225. Hopefully. Hopefully you come back. Hopefully. Of the Sith List. Just like the guys with the damn it all the Sheets to the river flank. 
first had it yeah i tore pie. through that stuff yeah. <laughs> you guys should have like a thanksgiving <laughs> rendition oh no all right all the all the all the pies of the holidays sweet potato pie yeah. i'm fat as fuck <laughs> you, say, you say i'm fat as fuck no it's, i was trying to come up with a rhyme oh they said i'm fat as fuck yeah well that's what i said at first it's like Sweet potato pie. Roger's fat as fuck, but so am I. <laughs> uh, oh, no. One more good. bite will make a last cry. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. There's wow. the Thanksgiving We're on a roll. We're on a roll. It yeah. will make me cry. <laughs> <laughs>